0: And welcome to the penultimate movie to be reviewed in our second season of Best of Worst of British. My name's Lorcan Mullen, and with me is my one and only co-host for this episode. One and only, that sounds lovely. Nobody
1: would rather be.
0: Mm,
1: hello, I'm Tom Hodkinson of the Kamikaze Club, the best one <laughs> of the Kamikaze Club.
0: And the only representative of the Kamikaze Club today. Of course. Not what you're expecting. I'm betting you're expecting some sort of a... Uh, corona covid reasoning for it but it's not that it's a pretty simple reason of uh trains are bastards and we've got a deadline
1: yeah uh, <laughs> put simply uh we, we've we kind of fucked around on a lot of things so we're recording this quite late into the process michael bell was some un- unfortunately caught up in uh, a couple of meetings tried to get the train in and um
0: Yeah. It was just that he sent us a photo of it on a piece of paper, which does make me suspect. Uh, Just very hastily scribbled. I think he's just had enough of the series. That's been sort of the overriding narrative of this season.
1: (laughs) I I, I, I don't think he'll see season three.
0: But that might be a surprise, though, because uh, if you were privy to our WhatsApp conversations, it seemed like uh, Tom was about to really maybe finally have his new virtual sexuality, because he bloody loved the movie we're going to be covering for this one. Yeah, well, you say Tom, you mean Mike. Mike, sorry, Mike. Even To be fair, like I said, when I saw it, like in the Metacritic score, it's not necessarily off worst of British calibre, but just the concept alone really was too appetising for us to cover, because it's an action thriller starring Dave Bautista From the wrestling. Ray Stevenson. Not from the wrestling. And Pierce Brosnan. From the Bond. That's right. Drax the Destroyer, uh, one of the Warriors three, and James Bloody Bond. Remington fucking Steel. And Remington Steel are coming together to do a movie, which is Die Hard at Upton Park. A.K.A. The Berlin Ground. A.K.A. When West Ham fans didn't have to have good cardio to do no, a pitch invasion. i, I, I was talking <laughs> about AKA what the fuck is. Oh, okay, culture. AKA <laughs> AKA final score.
1: The atmosphere is electric at the bowling ground tonight.
2: All right, let's do this.
1: Emotions running high in what promises to be a dramatic dogfight.
3: Let's get this show on the road.
2: Mr. Knox, listen so to nice me very carefully. We have your niece. Somewhere in this stadium is Dmitry Belov. If he is not found within 90 minutes, we will detonate
1: explosives, killing everyone inside. The clock is ticking.
2: Tick. Talk. There's an emergency situation at West Ham Stadium. What are we dealing with? Highly skilled paramilitary, Eastern European. How do you know this, sir?
1: Because I just killed one of them.
2: Michael Knox is a
1: Do not test me. As soon
2: as he gets Dimitri. He'll detonate the explosives. What if we get to him first? What am I gonna do? Kill them all. You better run. Sometimes, you have to sacrifice the thing
3: you love the most for
2: the greater good. They have more bullets than you. Watch this.
1: So I think we should just briefly explain how Final Score came to be and what it's sort of about. For those that aren't aware, Sky Cinema has started producing its own films. <laughs> so what they'll do is they'll look with a series of the films that are being released, but are also viewable on Sky Cinema on the same day. So they'll be released in cinemas and on Sky Cinema. Uh, I think this was one of the first, if not the first. I think the only other one I'm aware of, and if it counts as an of British, it's definitely
0: one we could cover for this, uh, Serenity, which admittedly has an American cast with Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway and the like, but it was written and directed by Stephen... Peaky Blinders Nights.
1: Interesting. And if it is
0: Sky-financed, maybe it will fall under the remit. I know they did... that is definitely worthy of this show. More so than Final Score, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I know they did something called uh, The Hurricane Heist, which I think had Toby Kebbell in it. And I know they did uh, Hotel Mumbai. Oh, was that them? Yeah, I believe they they had a similar thing. I don't know if that was Sky-financed. But anyway... So the film is all about an American soldier played by Dave Batista, The Wrestler. The Wrestler. Okay, well, um, I
0: don't know. I think for a lot of people he's now becoming the
1: actor. So yeah, the film is all about Dave Batista, The Wrestler. Playing an American, is it Marine or just a? I think uh, he's meant to be a Marine, but I think the
0: the, the thing he's having a flashbacks over is like a Black Ops operation. Yeah,
1: it's based in Afghanistan. Isn't it? Yeah, well, that, well, what yeah, was his no, memory? Uh, yeah. The budget didn't stretch to set anything in Afghanistan. Of course, not. <laughs> and it's all about him taking care of his party best friend's family in London. So he's essentially an, an uncle. Yeah, yeah, two. yeah. Sort of an uncle without blood, or yeah. marriage. And shit goes down at a football game that he and his not quite niece attend. Yeah. At um the football ground just happened to be the Berlin Ground, A.K.A. Upton Park. When
0: was when did people start calling it the Berlin Ground? When I, you when know I was
1: what, a kid, all I ever heard was Upton Upton Park, Park yeah. I think that was sort of the, the nickname it had, Upton Park. Mm. But officially it was the Berlin Ground.
0: Upton Park. So I think yeah. that's the thing that's just that was I think yeah, yeah. Especially attaching it to a club like West Ham that do have a slightly, I'm not going to say a comical reputation, but they're definitely a club that I think a lot of people who aren't even in London have kind of... They're a punchline. Yeah, they can be. And I, I'm a Villa fan, we can be a punchline, you know? <laughs> but it is like, you know, you think you think of your Harry Redknapp's, your Paolo Di Canio's... Your lead bogeys. Lee bogeys, <laughs> Bo, yeah. And, uh, but they also, you know, back in the 90s, they had a ridiculously good training uh, youth team. That oh, God, they, like they've churned out a Cole, lot. Rio Ferdinand.
1: Yeah, they've so. churned out a lot of great British talent over the years. Mm. No no doubt about it, but in recent years, especially since they got taken over by... Oh, who was it? Gold? Oh, um,
0: Golden Sullivan. Yeah. Steve Sullivan, accredited executive producer of this film. You're joking. No. For no, lucky no, no credit for Karen that. Brady, though. So... Yeah, the film—it's it actually... just a fun concept. Like cinema and football don't actually go together as often as I think they should. I'm surprised that like our national sport, and not only our national sport, but like the biggest sport in the world, doesn't have that many films that you can list. Famous films about it. You got like what Escape to Victory, the Goal series, Goal series again, another future
2: episode. You
0: know, that's the thing that you get the United passions,
1: <laughs> United fucking passions. Spending the, um, the, the, like Beckham. When Saturday comes. Yeah.
0: Uh, but my point is how many...
1: Mike Bassett, England manager.
0: There's too many nuances to it. I think it's a very difficult sport to replicate in a film. Like the pace that the footballers are playing in this movie, the brief flashes that you see, it does look like a like a pre-match warm-up or something like that. You yeah, know? yeah. Um... And none of, the, none of the players are like, let's take this really seriously like a Roy Keane or something. You know, they're all lightly tapping the ball.
1: Yeah, there's... I mean, it, it doesn't translate brilliantly. The film... The um, film,
0: the film uh, Final Score. I didn't hate it, but I didn't feel much of anything for it. It is very obviously, of that very popular spate of action films from the 90s, Die Hard in a blank. Yeah. Undersea, Die Hard on a train, It's so Die, die hard, hard in a boat. It's so Die Hard. Well, they say. I mean, if you watch the making-of feature, Batista says, "If I have to sum this movie up, it's Die Hard in a football stadium."
1: Yeah, it's. He's not even hiding it. It's
0: no, so well, like there are moments where you feel like they've actually taken the the the, the concept and gone Control F, <laughs> yeah, replace.
1: <laughs> I mean, the, the glaring one for me is there's a sequence where Russian. Dissidents. Dissidents. We see fake
0: news, real footage of Russian rebels, like post the <laughs> Berlin Wall coming
1: down, and, and um, uh, I love that war. What is it good for? Establishing Vienna and Cinema. Wasn't it two tribes that they? were playing? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But they're, they're also then, playing. But two also, tribes. it
0: wasn't it wasn't Russia technically. It was uh, Sokovia.
1: Oh yeah, Which, yeah. The,
0: isn't that the place from the Avengers movies? No, no,
1: it was very close to Sokovia. What was it in? It was like Sapovia or Sapodia. It was a Because uh, like, <laughs> I, I even read like through the IMDb trivia things, it's like, oh, this is set in Sudan. Which is very similar to Sokovia, the whole which era. is where Dave Batista was told to go to get closing down.
0: What if they suffer from a Slovakia Slovenia situation where they're have having to the send course. each other their mails? Yeah. That's true, like once a month, the people of Slovakia and the people of Slovenia like have representatives send over mail that was sent to the wrong country. <laughs> Beautiful. They don't even share a border. So it turns out that there was a Russian revolutionary leader that was assassinated. And his brother was captured. The brother being played by Ray Stevenson, uh, the leader being played by generic Russian-looking guy. Yeah. And then we cut to 17 years later, and we're in a part of London made up to look like Russia.
1: <laughs> yes, I did actually notice. Is this Chernobyl or East London? Yeah, you really can't it's hard
0: tell. to tell. <laughs> you really can't. There's tell. deformed people walking around. The face.
1: <laughs> Please. Feed them my child the bread. <laughs> <laughs> you were good. on Eastenders, weren't
2: you? <laughs> Shh,
1: silence.
0: Silence. Children kicking a ball about, you know. But well, the um, ball is actually a pig spleen. But then a man goes flying through a window and he goes on the run and he's followed by the most jacked man. I've ever seen in oh, my yeah. life. Captain Hench. The man's so muscular that, like, the way that he walks is affected by the muscles.
1: Yeah. Like, <laughs> like
0: the muscles are interfering with his arms gait and how like, he can Like,
1: he's walk. been literally puppeteered. Yeah. Because he can't physically get his like, arms any lower.
0: Yeah, he's like, you know how, it's like he's like the opposite end of like those people that get so big that they have to, like... They have to get assistance to help them out. He's so muscular he probably needs assistance to you know, I cannot I cannot
1: reach my doorknob. My muscles are too big. I feel I should interrupt here by playing Michael Bell. Oh, the man's very muscly. (laughs) So
0: I cannot pet my cat, please. I don't know, he's actually, no, he's from England. I, think, kitty, so. kitty, kitty. I
1: want to pet the kitty.
0: <laughs> he can't, like, hold uh, items of a particular softness because it will crush them immediately in his mouth. Oh, group. no, I have, I have destroyed all the marshmallows. But anyway, he follows him into one of those many empty warehouses that you need for low-budget movies. Of course. And uh, he seems to have got away from them until he gets run over by dreadlock sexy lady terrorists.
1: Oh god, well, there's no, always one.
0: There's always one sexy lady terrorist with dreadlocks. Yeah. They've always. To be fair, fair play Although to them. it's not really dreadlocks, is it? It's like those sort of it's, it's cornrows, cornrows rows that yeah. female mixed martial arts fighters Braided usually Braided cornrows. Have. Sort yeah, of yeah, thing. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, fair play to them, they have actually thought about their equality. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, well done.
0: And they're, they're a couple, those two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think that we like, <laughs> that we see their foreplay when they're gunning, yeah. when they're torturing that guy later on. Couples who slay together, stay together. Yeah. This guy that was captured is taken and tortured by the brother that's been that has escaped or been released from captivity at this point. We then cut to our hero, Dave Batista The wrestler. Getting his Blue passport out. And arriving in London. London town. London. Getting on the taxi. So let's talk a little bit about Dave Batista's. As you may tell from these podcasts, we are both fans of the grapple game.
1: Yeah, we, 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 I'm a quality fan of uh, Great Man Touch. How do you feel about Dave Batista? I feel about Dave Batista the same way I feel about Dust Bunnies. Uh, nothing. Really? I genuinely. It's. Batista came in At a time where I wasn't really Paying attention mm. I was still viewing it But I He just seemed like A meathead mm. And just something For Vince McMahon To spaff over Yeah it. Whereas He definitely he had... had The
0: attributes That Vince loves I became a fan Of Batista In a very weird And very specific moment I have this weird that was, Well, that's not So weird <laughs> um, He's a
2: boy.
0: He, I I very often become fans of, of wrestlers or, or actors and, and other things like that just from one moment. And sometimes it's a really innocuous minor moment but I just it like sticks in my head. I uh, became a fan of Dave Batista when they did the storyline with the this is the most uh, the, uh, probably the most one of the most inc- politically incorrect things WWE's ever done and that's saying something. Is when Batista's part of day, uh, the faction Evolution Triple H was the leader of the group and he had to wrestle Eugene to be the number one contender for the World Heavyweight Championship. Oh. To give you an idea, ladies and gentlemen, Eugene was described by William Regal, his friend, as a window licker.
1: Yeah, he... He, he was
0: basically meant to be... He was a mentally charged character. He special, that was the way he was described. Um, but the idea that he was like, it was like a Rain Man thing, but with no actual yeah. understanding of what autism is.
1: And then he was able to pull off... He was like able groups. to
0: wrestle, but it was yeah. like his one. He was like an idiot savant. He could do yeah. one thing. Um, but it anyway, was very, very, very intense. But there was this great moment. That, weirdly though, he got over huge, and they were almost. They were treading that line, and it was almost working. It was almost working. You know, I think that like they said the main inspiration was the character uh, Cameron Diaz's brother in There's Something About Mary. No, really, that was oh. what they claimed. It was. In, it was Nick Dinsmore that actually came up with it and oh. sold it to Vince. So you can't all blame Vince for it, yeah, but anyway, still, one of the stories no. in it was that uh, the Rock came out to help him after John, after Coach bullied him. It was one of the Rock's last appearances actually before he mm. kind of went away. I wonder if that might have contributed to it. But anyway, he was saying, "Who is the Rock's? Who is the Rock's friend? Eugene? Who is Eugene's favorite wrestler?" And he says, "Triple H." <laughs> it was like a little twist, and they pay that off months later when Eugene suddenly has to face Triple H to decide he's going to be the number one contender. Triple H comes out, and Eugene's just utterly flustered to be around him. And Triple H is being really, really sleazy, like, really, really... Hey, Eugene, I like you, too. We're going to have a really good match, and you're going to be a really good boy, and all that sort of stuff. But he's introducing all the other Evolution members to him. He says, there's Randy, and Randy has, like, a cake or something. And there's Batista. And Batista just does this brilliant little thumbs-up to him. That's exactly like the exact same sort of thing you can tell that he gives to like any kid that like goes, Batista, Batista! But he doesn't want to give any autographs or anything. Oh, that's,
1: that's the Make-A-Wish
0: post. Just, yeah, the Make-A-Wish post. How's it doing, Slugger? Oh. And I loved that. I thought that was just such a brilliant little moment. And that's why I became a fan of Batista's. And then it paid off when he became a big star at WrestleMania. Because what I think, and, and from there he's got roles in Hollywood. Because I think Batista actually has something that a lot of those meatheads, as you say, don't have. He has a he has a stoicism. He has a stillness, and he has a presence, and he actually has a softly spoken nature that suggests a sensitivity that a lot okay. of guys that size don't have. And they, I think, they play up on that. And it, it directs the destroyer that he is both this incredible fighting warrior, but he also is mourning his lost family. And he like he he says that moment when he says, "You sound like an old lady." What? Because I'm so wise and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Like he's got this level of sensitivity and, and you saw it in like his brief scene in Blade Runner where he says you've never witnessed a miracle and everything like a friend of mine genuinely didn't realise that was Dave Batista.
1: Mm. and
0: like to me that suggests he's a guy that actually could get a career as a character actor fair enough like, I'll give you that. Um, and then weirdly, I don't think him as a lead is necessarily the right place for him. Like we were saying how he's, uh, before, he's, he's good in spectre in those limited moments. So like a henchman sort of yeah. role or a back It's role. like when he was a wrestler, what I loved about him was so often when you're doing generic wrestler promo, you're always going, I'm going to see you at the arena and you're going to be yeah. And Batista, when he was at his best, barely raised his voice. Like when he turned heel on Rey Mysterio and he just says, I'm going to rip your head off. And it's at that level. And you know, it's like, if you look like that, if you're that size, you don't need to yell. Yeah. But then... Or when he he said to John Cena when you were out there hugging fans and kissing fat girls. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's
1: pretty pretty damn good.
0: And he never yelled, like I said, he didn't yell. You know, he cries in this film and it's not... I don't think a lot of actors that size would be willing to put them... Like, Arnie rarely showed that kind of sensitivity. I think he's more advanced at this stage in his acting career than Arnold Schwarzenegger was at that stage.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Like, it's a
0: versatility as an actor. Like I said... Dave Bautista can work in something like Blade Runner 2049. I can't wait to see what he does in June Again, with Denis Villeneuve. Oh, of course, and, uh, yeah, know. he's
1: doing June, isn't he? I did see him in Hotel Artemis. Yeah, he was For good in that ago. as well, yeah. I, I was personally surprised by how solid he was. Again, he's like, like that. you say, know, he's
0: the gentle giant and he doesn't want to fight until towards the end when he yeah, has to. Yeah, it, uh, I didn't think that film was amazing. It was too much of a John Wick knockoff. But I thought there were better components within it. it had like some interesting him.
1: elements. I, I think all the
0: actors were good. I just don't think yeah, it, it was quite together. Casting wise, it was strong. It was but... good. It wasn't great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, speaking of what, it, it, good or great, uh, the movie. Gone.
0: Yeah. So he's in the taxi traveling to see his extended non-family family. And he's annoyed at hearing the, the, the radio. There's never been more excitement for a West Ham game in my life. Oh, what yeah,
1: yeah. Now, announcing that West Ham are going to play the final game of the Berlin Ground, which is their legendary stadium. It seems to be implied years. that
0: it's like the Europa League. Well, they don't it, say it's the Europa League, but uh, it's, it's just it's, Europe. It's
1: officially described as the European Cup semi-final. European, Go get to fuck. European <laughs> Cup semi-final. I, <laughs> I paused it and I read Come every up. other fucking ticket. We'll get to that. Well, that is the most unrealistic thing in this oh, whole absolutely. Absolutely, <laughs> fucking lutely But it's, we'll, we'll go through all of that On the radio it says they're going to play the last game at the Berlin Ground It's going to be a European Cup game Which wouldn't really happen Because there's always usually a final league game before Well, Yeah, that's, yeah the way the and schedule on, works On top yeah. of that, I remember watching the last uh, game at the Berlin Ground Where a bunch of Tam fans decided to launch missiles At the Man United touring coach Yeah, but they've got the West Ham way. There's the West Ham way of doing things. The West Ham way is fucking illegal. (laughs) The West Ham way is...
0: They won us the World Cup, Tom. They won us the World Cup. One man!
1: (laughs) One fucking man! Who just didn't realise he could wear a different shirt. (laughs) What was a captain in a team.
2: Well,
0: and Jeff Hurst was playing for West Ham as well at the time. Shh. (laughs) West Ham are that one. You know, like uh, as a lifelong Villa fan, it's like everyone always says, oh, but they're such a big club. And then it's like, but they're in this uh, situation. Yeah. um, West Ham are the ones that say, but we're such a big club. And everyone else goes, "Mm
1: -hmm. no. (laughs) "Mm -hmm. (laughs) Where's where's your European Championships? Where's your Premier League? (laughs) They've never won the
0: league. I think they've only won the FA Cup twice. It's basically World Cup, Bobby Moore... They're and well supported. The fact that they've always been around the Premier
1: League and they're a London they're club. They're well supported, but they're not a big club. Yeah. If you're looking at the big clubs in the UK, you will have to go with United, Liverpool. Well, yeah. uh Arsenal, Arsenal, United, Liverpool are the biggest three. Historic uh, they Arsenal, have the most leagues. They have Arsenal the most FA are the push are more. Of Arsenal push. definitely third. Them straight behind Chelsea, Man City. Uh, only based on modern. Yeah, Chelsea, Man City. That's where that's where the money's coming. Then you have got uh, Tottenham, Everton, Villa. And this is just in in England, I think we need to point Yeah, it out. yeah, of course. Because I would put above Everton or above Villa... Celtic. Rangers and Celtic. I don't know if i put Rangers. Above. Rangers definitely, because I have seen the level of support that they get and how many trophies they've had at the mm. times. But then again, if you're going to say sporting clubs, you also got to throw in Newcastle, who...
0: Well, that's the weird thing, like Newcastle. Well, the Newcastle, I would Fuck put Newcastle, Newcastle as like the, the, the top of that third tier with West Ham, in that they're big in... Ground size, they're big in name, they're big in uh, region, they're big in presence in the Premier League and, and the top tiers, but they don't actually have that many trophies to back it up.
1: Yeah. They, Newcastle
0: they, have way more than West Ham do.
1: Yeah, um, but then you look at like Leeds.
0: Leeds, well, Leeds I will put at the bottom of the second tier. Yeah that leads I bet Mike's loving the fact that we spent this time listing things <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh will you just get back to the fucking movie um, well I mean he's not wrong if you going to do leads if you're going to do leads you've also got to lobby in stuff, teams like Derby for a short while Yeah, Nottingham Forest I'm yeah. just listing Brian Clough's teams really <laughs> um, Sunderland Brighton. where does Sunderland factor into it as well oh Sunderland uh, if you're going to throw in Newcastle sort of midway Sunderland have to be below that part if can't go all the way back that would be yeah
0: but what we can go back to is back to the movie. hey <laughs> oh there's unrest in Sokovia again uh, it's been affecting the markets the taxi driver asks him uh, about uh, football because he doesn't like football he asks him to take it, uh, Batista asks him to take it off the radio and then he says uh, have you got family here because it's the 16th time he's come to London yep. he said I had family here Oh, and that's when he arrived <laughs> at the house with the mum and daughter who the first time I saw them I was convinced we were the same age until... Oh not the
1: house Oh sorry It's not a house is it Oh is it a flat It's a pub
0: Oh yes of course It's a believe pub yes. it in Converted a pub. pub Yeah Like all West Ham people Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, A pub which is uh, I believe Set on Green Street
2: mm. It's a...
0: interesting actually the West Ham and cinema Are kind of Synonymous weirdly Because they got The Green Street movies Also yeah. cast So the daughter and mother Are having an argument uh, And the daughter Gets locked in a room Which has West Ham posters All over the place Because uh, she's a West Ham fan she's it? a West Ham fan and uh, then the daughter escapes, to, even though she's grounded, climbing out the window to the back, only to be accosted by her uncle, Batista, who's come to visit. A Batista from the wrestling, of course. Yes, Dave Batista, the wrestler. Yeah. And Dave Batista has tickets to the game tonight. <laughs> West Ham, European Cup semi-final, apparently. <laughs>
1: versus Dynamo, Dynamo FC. Dynamo FC. The very nondescript Dynamo <laughs> FC. May I also point out this game is being played, and I read it, on a Monday night. <gasps>
0: Who European plays a European games game? Exactly! Maybe, maybe they've also been affected in this world by a corona-like virus. <laughs> so and everything's been postponed. This is the middle of July. This was is the coronavirus.
1: <laughs> it happen behind closed doors. <laughs>
0: Dynamo FC is like a blatant. We can't. We couldn't get the rights to any other. It's like how with goal. You know they didn't want him to be at
1: Newcastle United. Oh, they were God, just no. the only club that would agree to yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. So he's got right. So so we agreed. He must stay for one season at Newcastle. Then he joins the beauty of Real Madrid.
0: <laughs> West Ham Were like the next choice along. Not West Ham! Again! Crowd acting drives me crazy in pretty much anything like a sporting event or whatever. Because they always act it at the top fever pitch throughout it all, you know? It's like whenever you see something at the set about wrestling, throughout the whole match the crowd's on their feet cheering everything. And that's not true. They sit on their ass for most of it, you know? Yep, yep. And with football and like with the crowd they weren't being properly directed because you could see one person who's like angry. And then another guy a few rows back, and he's acting like,
1: yay, good. Yeah. And then there's just a few people that are just sat there eating pies. Yeah, and that's, like, and that's what pretty much all West Ham is. Just eating pies, pie-eating, verbal abuse
0: to anyone nearby. And James Corden rubbing up with Russell Brand. Yeah. Like, so the doors are caught by Dave Bautista who has tickets to West Ham versus FC United of Russia.
1: <laughs> <laughs> versus Foreigner Athletic.
0: Versus City United, <laughs> and, versus uh, but... Over Sports, <laughs> versus FC Football Club. <laughs> <laughs> but she's grounded, so we can't have anything to do with it. So, we go to Dave T. She goes to talk to the mum. Uh, well, I put down a sister-in-law, but then we realise later on it's just it's a it's a it's not a fraternal brother; it's a brother brother.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's all to do with someone he lost in the foxhole.
0: Yeah, but he convinces her to let her go. And then we see Piers Brosnan with a hat and a beard. Uh, I call him here Beardy Baddy Bronson. Now here's the game to play. How many days could they afford Piers Brosnan? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with three. Yeah, three sounds about right. Three's about fair. Because this is all that we see for maybe the first 70 minutes of the film. Oh, yeah. Piers Brosnan walks through a crowd...
1: And, and then, then Peter Brosnan
0: sits in the Russian end with flares around him. Yeah, he sits
1: in the, um, the Dynamo Dynamo end. <laughs> or, as I, uh, or, if we're going to use the I want to use this proper name throughout the rest of this podcast now. Yeah. From the fast show, Sporting Club Bang. Sporting <laughs> <laughs> Club <laughs> Bang. Zero. It's always funny when you
0: see these films and like... I mean, Bruce Willis has made a career out of it now and you see them on the DVD cover and you're like how long is it especially if it's an and oh yeah
1: (laughs) and and And, oh they'll be in for five minutes and catch their page and that's what
0: Bruce Willis does now it's pretty sad
1: really you know what dude's made his millions who gives a shit
0: Robert De Niro you'll very often see in these sort of roles as well again
1: who gives a shit
0: well Nick Cage has to
1: play the lead (laughs) <laughs> Nick, Nick, so Cage, is Nick Cage because he is, has
0: to pay the tax man
1: <laughs> Nick Cage he's got home in bath that's not cheap Nick, <laughs> Nick Cage is literally the director DVD king right now yeah but
0: he's also doing some of his best stuff I know Mandy is amazing I know.
1: we've gone to the football so yeah Pierce Brosnan has a hat and a beard ah uh, Beardy Betty Brosnan Bond.
0: do you think he grew the beard for this role
1: or was it just I think it was just a case of it was there yeah yeah. I don't think he did anything for this <laughs> Mr. Brosnan, are you going to shave? I'm oh like, fuck. What do you
0: think of Pierce Brosnan? I have a lot of love for him because it's like how they say, you know, the Doctor Who that you grew up with is the one The same you with love. the Bond, yeah. With the Bond I grew up with. He was the first... The yeah, first Gold Bond Knight. I saw was Gold Knight at the cinema. Like my favourite video game, Gold Knight. That he's is also been, my favourite video game. He's always been, like, a presence. But he's unfortunately got a hit rate of, like, 25%. Yeah. And that's... Pre- even for a Bond, that's pretty low. Uh, well, <laughs> you say that. I did enjoy well, The World's Not Enough. They've got some qualities to them, but I think... I think one of the weird things is it's too close that we see the naftness still. Yeah, I mean that distance is like now people are a lot more forgiving of the Roger Moore films than they were. Yeah,
1: I think back it was. I think it was sort of more like bridging a gap to what eventually became the Daniel Craig era. Yeah, I think the problem so, was that Pierce Brosnan was almost like the perfect Bond,
0: like he looked like Bond oh, should look. Yeah, exactly. And so they gave him too much of like let's. It's almost like they put it into a pot. Let's take this much Roger Moore. This much Sean Connery, a sprinkling of Timothy Dalton, and an apéritif of George Lazenby. Lazenby, and that's what Pierce Brosnan is. Whereas Daniel Craig was allowed to like build him from the ground yeah, up yeah. into something different. Yeah. Whereas I... Brosnan was never able to do that. You wonder what, because Tarantino wanted to make him Casino Royale with Pierce Brosnan, but what he wanted to do was make it period set in the '50s, so it would be like its own standalone thing. But with Pierce Brosnan as Bond, and I think he wanted to do it in black and white as well. Oh, I would have been fucking up for saying that. Yeah, yeah, but like it's too much of an artsy... Yeah, work.
1: but then Brosnan's popped up in a couple of things where I respected yeah. him, like... But I've, I've never seen it, but a lot of people love The Matador,
0: which is... I've heard... Like a, lot, yeah. like a lot of Bond actors, a lot of the roles you get after that are sort of defined by, look, it's James Bond, but he's... With that one, it's it's James Bond,
1: but he's a bit overweight, and the drinking's got a bit too much... Yeah. What was um, the the one thing about. Again, it was only only like a a short casting role, but uh, The World's End. Yes, it was a lot of fun in that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, popped up and uh, did quite well with the role he was given.
0: It's always the funny thing with a lot of leading men, when they're in their prime, they're playing these big movie roles, but oftentimes there's not that much to the characters. But the ones that are the true actors, when they grow older and greyer and wrinklier and sometimes a bit heavier, then they get the more interesting roles. You look at, like, Alec Baldwin. After they stop trying to make him a leading man, he suddenly becomes this really interesting third, on the, third on the bill, steals the show in 30 Rock. Oh, okay, man. he's a real-life arsehole, but, you know,
1: he's an interesting guy, you know? Yeah.
0: Pulls I'm starting to see ahead. that more
1: now with Edmund uh, Norton. Yes, People have realised he's not going to be your leading man. But if you put him as quite an interesting character elsewhere, he can really flourish. Yeah. Like in Birdman, like in most of the recent Wes Anderson films. So I'm really... If he
0: weren't still so staggeringly handsome, that'd be what Brad Pitt would be doing there. Yeah.
1: Which is why Brad Pitt played almost like a side character, sort of, in the last Tarantino film. Yeah. Obviously he was up front, and he was kind of a a dual role with DiCaprio. But... Giving Brad Pitt the... Because he won the Academy Award for... Yes, he did. Uh, Best Supporting Actor in that, which was great. Because he fucking deserved it, because it yeah. was good. But I think as he's going older now, he should be playing more sort of side characters and that sort of yeah. thing, supporting actors. And, and that might
0: be what he wants
1: to do. Mike is going to hate this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, editing is going to be hard. <laughs> uh, I'm,
0: I'm giving people a, a different a different flavouring with this one.
1: We, we could... We could put out the full length. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At a later date, yeah, like, maybe. If we release the album on Bandcamp of the series, because this could be like a hidden extra. Okay, let's let's move on to something else.
0: Okay, um, um, so okay, so this so we're at the game. So this was my very next note when the match kicks off. Of course, Jonathan Pierce is the commentator.
1: Of course, he we is. need a
0: football commentator, someone that will do anything to hear his voice. Jonathan Pierce. Jonathan Pierce, Jonathan Pierce, Jonathan <laughs> Pierce. He just it will do anything. Robot Wars, I'm all over it. You know. Well, what, what was the film that we heard Colin Murray in? Well, I thought it was this film because Colin oh, Murray sounds like he's in this film no, as an SAS guy. What, what was he
1: but that? Was in that? that was fat slags? Fat slags. that was it. have you wiped that from your mind as well? Yeah, as you can. I I try to. Mm-hmm. I noticed that you know before they went into the ground, there's a bunch of Dino fans made out to be hooligans because you know. West Ham's full of angels, and not Yeah, with their flares. They're just yeah. flares
0: all the time.
1: Yeah, just I mean, big old dynamo flares. Flares
0: only last a few seconds, and you're supposed to only like them when there's a goal. <laughs> but it's just perennial. They're just always bathed in red in that. Yeah, flair. yeah. Dave Batista is disturbed by dynamo fans with flares. He's having like flashbacks, but again, the budget couldn't stretch to doing scenes in Afghanistan, so we've just got to imagine what those flashbacks are. <laughs> <laughs> A shifty-looking man enters the press room. No, he's not writing for the Star or the Sun or the tabloids or, or, or rustling through the bins. Is it's one of those Russians? And as it's diehard, you gotta have the tech guy, and that's who yep. he is. And then a bunch of others come through as paramedics. Yes, that including uh, our Rose lady terrorist and two jacked to function. Yeah, Dave Batista intimidates a boy who's sitting next to niece. What's her name in that?
1: I. Don't I'm just going to call her care. niece. Yeah. And he's I've, also... I've, I've actually listed her in my notes as Moody Teenager. Yes, that's right. And he also has trouble getting through the gates. But to be fair, those gates were bast- are yeah. bastards at football grounds, you know? Oh, well, right. I'm not the slimmest or the shortest <laughs> man in the world. I'm <laughs> yeah. very aware that gates of football grounds are bastards. Well, this this is why I quite like going to lower league games. Yeah, like, uh, last couple I've been to have been Stafford Rangers. Step over a railing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, Stafford Rangers was always. A I can even a to of do on league day if you get a couple of people together, mm. it's have a laugh. You don't give a shit about the game. It's a fucking good day. So there's a
0: camera looking at the the security. So we're in the security centre where all the cops are watching. Where they scan across the um, FC Foreign and the shiftiest looking front row of. Not even dressed in, like, the club's colours or anything like that. Yep. They're all in Russian terrorist apparel. About- <laughs> suspiciously wearing black clothes
1: and just eyeing people up.
0: Yeah. Uh, our niece's moody teenager's point uh, prediction for the game is, if we don't let in a way goal, we have a chance. Well, that's how football works. If you don't let in goals, yep, that's, that's you, kind of you have it.
1: a chance. I love as well, when she sat down with him, with Batista, and then she, they make a... A whole sort of heartfelt thing of... Yeah, she picked a
0: weird moment to do that. (laughs) Yeah,
1: a a weird moment where she was proper moody and just having a go at her dad for laying down his life as a soldier. What I've noticed here is a moody teenager ramps up the massive twat stakes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just, Just a twat. Yeah, she's like, are we meant to be sympathising with her against the terrorists? No, no,
0: fuck that guy. But uh, the the annoying dickhead kid that we saw from earlier slides into her
1: DMs. (laughs) Before we even knew what DMs were. Whilst
0: Dave Batista is is suspicious of suspicious, shifty-looking press man.
1: Yeah, yeah. Who has
0: access now to all the security cameras with his laptop. Because isn't this what he's going to buy a hot dog? Superintendent's asked, have you seen something you don't like, John? So, yeah. West Ham playing in the European
1: Cup fixture. <laughs> <laughs> suddenly,
0: the all the floodlights go out momentarily, and security footage is rewound five minutes. Oh. Put a pin in that. Tat and Lady terrorists have a snog, and then they shoot a security guard dead. And they take one of the security security rooms, um, kill some of the people there. And show a photo of uh, the wife and kids to the superintendent so that he will keep his man. Yeah, they they're blush. Yeah, the black to, man. To... So they're
1: doing all the they're doing all the Hans Gruber moves basically. And they know all the code words, so when yeah. they get inquiries about what's going on down yeah. there, that they're able to. The to super keep still won't cooperate, so they slap him.
0: I'll do it. <laughs> yep, lovely. So they've got control of the comms. They're isolated. There's a guy up on the pole. C4 Explosives, and the stadium is on lockdown. You know that because they superimpose on a very old lock a reading saying, not locked, locked. Locked."
1: (laughs) (laughs) Jesus fucking wept. Oh, Christ. It's it's so piss poor.
0: Meanwhile, an early 90s BBC coverage of a football game opens
1: this thing up. I love how they blow up the fucking foam masts as well. Yeah,
0: like you say, it is Sky. Why aren't they just filming it in, you know, like how they filmed it in Upton Park, because Upton Park was growing. going. I guess Sky must have just bought the rights after the fact. Yeah. That must yeah, be maybe. it, because surely they would want to it, do it cross, thinks... this uh, synergistic cross-trans promotional thing. Yeah. <laughs> get Jeff it. Stelling on the, yeah.
1: turn, on the film. Bring back Andy Craig. Although we do
0: see Tony Cotty.
1: Oh, Tony fucking Carter, <laughs> and yeah. And
0: some other guy who I didn't recognise. There was another... Oh, there was another player. Dreadlocks, I can't remember his
1: name. But um, I didn't know who it was. Yeah, he was a former West Ham player. He might, ah, that makes sense. So, yeah, they got in... I can't remember the... the oh,
0: so is this just name. like the local West Ham Sky channel? If so, then the uh, the budget does make sense. They well, I mean, they like, tried
1: to get a representative from Dino FC, but they were very hard to come by. <laughs> Sporting club, bang.
0: Oh, God, have you ever watched... You know you got the Arsenal fan TV.
1: Yeah.
0: I remember watching a West... So, every club has that now. Yeah, West Ham has one. Yeah. And they swear even more than the Arsenal ones do. And the very first video I watched, it's like a big, pink, gammon faced guy who's like... He looks 45, but you can tell he is actually probably about 23. Yeah. It's just, you know, the West Ham way. <laughs> and,
1: yeah, London will do that to you.
0: And as he's about to be interviewed by the other guy, oh, it's a fucking disgrace, were not it? Right, oh, fucking disgrace. Yeah, Another third West Ham way guy comes up and says, don't you listen to this fucking cunt? Yeah, fuck you as well, mate. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> they all hate each other. It's amazing. <laughs> They do actually they did get into like arguments with each other, didn't they, when the new London ground opened. It was like it was fighting amongst West Ham fans
2: wasn't it. <laughs> Again,
0: the West Ham way. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the crazy thing is, even against their greatest rivals, it's Millwall. So they're actually the lesser of it's like Joe the lesser of two this evils. This time he's the lesser of two
2: evils.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Dave Batista spots that his niece isn't there. New Batista from the wrestling. Yep, yeah, to be of interesting. arresting. Uh, calls her and turns out she's with Dickhead Boy. Uh, doesn't take the call. The bombs are ignited, but the phones won't uh, work.
1: Yep, because the, they blew up the phone masks in the air. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, and Dave is suspicious. <laughs> Wouldn't you be? So they're searching for our Russian terrorist Ray Stevenson's brother using facial recognition technology. And it is literally scanning every single person in the ground. Oh, my. It's amazing. God. That's
1: technology. Oh, science. (laughs) Oh, how far
0: we've come. Uh, So here we're introduced to our comic relief and another... What worked in Die Hard? Him having someone he could talk to. Oh. So we're introduced to Faisal Khan. Oh. A slightly wimpy security... Well, not slightly wimpy. A wimpy steward oh. who's having
1: to deal with a racist lady. Um, yeah, she, she has a go at him for being from Baghdad and he's very clearly not from Baghdad. Yeah. but then he
0: starts bantering with Dave Batista and calls control about Batista's missing niece.
1: Uh, warns there. Dave I'm batista surprised. to the security area uh, when Dynamo score current score Dynamo one West Ham nil yep
0: yeah. uh, security guard stands in front of Dave Bautista, um finally moves out of the way after they have a uh, big men off stare battle uh, yeah. Faisal tries to make small talk until Dave batista notices that his security tag
1: is not the right person so lift fight two points here yep we're going to a lift fight. Lift fight. If you're going to sit watch a lift fight, watch drive. Yeah. Because that's a better lift fight. Oh, also, man. second point, they have a gang that can forge press and medical passes, knock out CCTV and mobile phone signals, but they didn't think to fake some fucking ID badges. <laughs> <magic. laughs> So at least try and get away with that shit. Uh, He looks enough like him. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Oh, can I uh, play Michael here? Yeah. Will you be prepared to stop wanking? Get on with it. Yeah, okay. (laughs) To be fair, we are wanking pretty hard. Oh, mate. (laughs) We're were aiming to keep this under 60 minutes. It's now been over an hour. (laughs) And we're not even halfway
0: through. Yeah, yeah. We're going to speed through this now. Lift fight, Dave Batista wins, doesn't stomp his face in, so that's not a proper way to win the lift fight. Boom. Because because actually again, Batista, like, he gets his ass kicked quite a lot in this, but I think that's because they're going for the diehard thing and the whole thing Bruce Willis gets his ass yeah, kicked. But I the whole think, point about uh, Bruce Willis was that he's not Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's not Dave Batista. I think the annoying know?
1: thing is that I, I would be more annoyed if he came out of it completely unscathed. Yeah. Because I hate that sort of like, But Superhuman trope in action films,
0: but he's also making it as if almost he's fluking these victories, and just if you look like Dave Batista, you should be winning the fights. Basically, that's yeah. the way I looked at it. Like, like everyone kicks his ass, and everyone should. I mean, his there's
1: ass. another fight be. coming up where he literally has to make a very horrible decision. Yeah, that's good. In order to win, yeah, fair enough.
0: Yeah, that 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 yeah. works.
1: I think this guy should have been
0: the first one. He should have killed him just to show Batista's effectiveness because yeah. he hasn't yeah. kicked anyone's ass yet. He's intimidated a, an annoying teenager. He's, but you know. Yeah.
1: Or maybe he's trying to. Yeah. Fight his killer instinct.
0: They do a little. They do a little comic moment where the lift opens on a corporate event. I'm guessing. I wonder if that might have been where we had like a David Sullivan or David Gold cameo or something. I oh, wasn't really paying attention. Oh, I hope not. That would be where you put it, anyway. Well, I think. But it's just, like the, as Roy Keane would say, the prawn sandwich brigade. Oh. They didn't care about oh, anything. Yeah, yeah it would have been. So Dave Dave Batista stops Faisal from calling anyone. They leave the dead guy in the toilet, but they open his bag to find a whole bunch of C4 explosives. That was okay. So Dave Bautista uh, is taken to the office to find a phone, but the lines are dead. Uh, He recalibrates a walkie-talkie to police frequency. Science! (laughs) 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 And calls in the police, and he's told off for a prank call. (laughs) Yeah, because then... Things are kicking off in Upton Park. Oh, God. Kel's fucking priest.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Man United in turn again. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> no. Oh, is it that dynamo shit? Fuck, <laughs> mate.
0: We then see a classical performance and someone's phone goes off. It turns out it's the chief of police. Yep. He's happy to leave because he doesn't care for this classical music Although,
1: if, every time I see the chief of police, I keep thinking, we had to bait them to death with their own <laughs> shows. Is that who it is? That's him. Bloody hell. You look at... Because he's been in stuff like... Um, well, Wayne's Man, World 2 know. with Nell and I and the other really big memorable role that I remember having was in uh, the second series of Life on Mars
0: uh, see I've never watched Life on Mars oh
2: yeah, mm. yeah,
0: yeah no, you I'm definitely should I sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. uh, basically have huge gaps in British TV for a long long period of time the only British TV shows I've watched in recent years are like the first series of Peep Blinders Fleabag and um, that's about it, really. Don't I
2: think?
1: And
0: Tots TV. Yeah. Well, got got, got Sack magic. So the police chief is given uh, the rundown and has a coded conversation with the with the superintendent. Ray Stevenson is that his name? Mm. Yeah. Complains about oh. the speed of the computers. How long? Eight more minutes. Well, don't waste my time talking to me. <laughs> well, don't ask the question in the first. That is like a typical. That's all the kind wait, of, wait, wait, of. Wait, 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 wait,
1: wait. What computers are we using, Absturd? Um, Fucking sugar, but that's <laughs> cheap Soviet bullshit. <laughs> uh,
0: but that's the thing that bo- Like that's uh, surely everyone's had that dealing with at least one boss in their job. How long have you got to go? Eight. How long is this gonna take? Eight minutes. Well, don't waste your time talking to me. We well, are the one that
3: started the bloody conversation.
0: Walk away from me, then. Yeah. That would have been a great, like, little thing underneath, like, yeah, just like, like, all the all but the it's... Russian
1: terrorists are like moaning about his methods
2: behind his
0: back. And then he
1: him to one side. Hey, I, I'm not angry with you. <laughs> It's just we're against the pressure. Okay, yeah, i yeah, apologise, it's apologize. I promise
0: you this is not gonna affect your quarterly reports. Like okay, I that okay. is working well. And I don't I don't okay. I don't wanna put anyone on okay. these developments, okay? I'm, I'm that's sorry. all we need am them. They go back to work. What
2: are you doing? <laughs> Shoot that man <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's a there's far too, that's one another thing that bothers me throughout this whole thing. Um, the number of the Russian terrorists—they should have had a limit because if you're going to copy Die Hard, one of the brilliant things about Die Hard is each of the terrorists had some sort of defining personality trait. Yes,
1: yeah, they were recognisable individually. Whereas these, it's
0: just Corn Rose woman, the big beefy boy, big beefy boy, and that's it. Even and the, the tech, tech guy—the like, tech guy looks too much like Ray Stevenson. He, he should like—he's just Ray Stevenson with glasses. Yeah, that was all his character was. So uh,
1: uh, this yeah. goes into—they realise that Batista and Faisal are. Doing manoeuvres. Yeah. And that they're using the key card after they find the dead body in the toilets. Yes, yes. So they realise they're using the uh, initial ID card to get through the stadium so they can try and alert police. Yeah. They block it off and trap them in the kitchen. Yeah.
0: Uh, which is obviously another. Is that, it's not no it's, it's a banqueting hall isn't it where he has one yeah. yeah. I um, but it. yeah and then we get uh, our first big fight scene and probably the best Ooh, choreographed cool. fight scene is
1: um, it? before you say that though uh, Faisal with his
0: GTA again
1: yeah, we were um, Faisal gets sent down to go and find Danny that's the name of the teenager, it's Danny. Danny.
0: Danny! Yeah,
1: he's go- sent to go and find Danny uh, by being stuffed into a dumbwaiter. Yeah. Yes, I originally put that as the fridge, and I thought, well, that's a bit sadistic, and then I realised <laughs> it's a dumbwaiter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, here's here's something that I'd quite like to throw in a bit more. I have made quite a few illustrative notes here. Okay. So the note I've got here is, Baldy beefy bastard boys basically battle Batista. Yep. Uh, this
0: is after... Also, Ray Stevenson now is aware that David is around. He's trying to tell him, this is political. Stay out of it. Leave yep. it out. You keep out of it. They're you all keep, getting into the East you End swag, you of What's going on? Just leave yep. it out. <laughs> they get into the fight. I thought this was the best choreographed fight out of all of
1: them. Yeah, it, it, yeah it it's good. It's it a big, tatted
0: was... guy and... a. Random generic Russian
1: guy yeah. number three with head tattoo. The random generic Russian guy uh, loses his fingers and his knife to uh, a deep fat fryer. Yes, well that's the thing. Like he's got, but well, the... the kitchen was empty. Who the fuck just left the deep fat fryer on? Well, it's it's West Ham. But, like at some point it was the last game. At then some we got point, some
0: gold might come down, and that you know some some chicken. Fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, I think they left it on just so they could burn it down for the fucking insurance.
0: Maybe afterwards. maybe <laughs> it's not the tattoo guy that he does. The whole, um, because like I said, at one point Batista's gonna have his face rammed into like the fryer uh, like or something.
1: A, uh, he, he's against like a, a, a fry panel, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like and
0: a, the gun like earlier on in the fight had been knocked into the deep fat fryer, so Batista makes the calculated. Oh, it wasn't wrist. the gun, it was the knife, knife, sorry, yeah, knife, yeah, yeah. Puts so, his
1: hand in the fryer, stabs the knife, yeah, yeah, into the guy. So he literally he's in a, a, a wind. He's in a, a lose-lose position, so he dips his hand into the deep-hat fryer, which is burning him, to pull out the knife to stab the guy in the neck. They call that a Glasgow scythe. Oh, fuck <laughs> off. And, so yeah, more alliteration. Biggest beefy baldy bastard batters Batista, but Batista burns to battle back and making baldy bastards bonce bubble. Yeah.
0: So jacked-up guy escapes from the freezer where Batista kept him whilst he was fighting the other guy. Yep. And So this is the fun thing, because like, Batista is usually the huge henchman, know like when you see Spectre, it's Daniel Craig looking up at him and trying to punch yeah. him, and it's like he's, he's a, this he's guy is so man. huge. He is to Dave Batista well, what Dave Batista, Batista is, is to
1: Daniel Craig. Else. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's an intimidating. He's man. huge. He's about—he's six foot nine. Yeah. Oh shit. Well, well, this is what leads to like a massive fight, and Batista looks like he's overpowered. He's getting his ass kicked. And it's at this point where he goes for the the knife and the fryer. Oh, is this when he goes for the knife and the fryer? Yeah, yeah. I apologise. Because but, the other guy, yes, this... he was
0: able to dispatch pretty quickly. Yeah. So he he stabs him, and, and it was yeah. more It was more of the deep
1: fat. I cannot take these many calories. Yeah. Ah! Oh my god! None of this is fish cakes or salmon. <laughs> yeah. um, that's what eventually kills him. Uh and then Batista manages to run away somehow.
0: Yeah, whilst informing Ray Stevenson and Tat Jacked Guy, uh girlfriend, that they are both dead. Cornrow terrorist lady ch- double checks and trashes the kitchen in fury.
1: Yep, she throws she a she has <laughs> a vendetta. I said uh she sees her fuck body mangled on the kitchen floor and throws a strop.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So David Easter throws the non-tattooed guy onto passers by <laughs> again like, another, another die-hard Die Hard. Die Hard and Air. Except with this one, David Easter's like, fuck it, they're West Ham fans, it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like it, I really wanted to write, now I have a machine gun go- oh, ho ho. Yeah. Just like, fuck it.
0: So the police finally arrive at that point. It's like, oh no, another put- fan's been thrown
1: off the top of the. To the park. Oh god, it's like fucking Dream Team. How many <laughs> fucking people are gonna fall off that stadium roof? So Ray Stevenson
0: checks that the lady terrorist is okay, whilst uh, still can't find his brother. The C4 explosives have all been set up. The chief arrives and contacts Dave Batista. So now the terrorists take over the studio.
1: <laughs> yeah. Media sports, of <laughs> media course. Media
0: sports, and makes the presenter. Well, I think like presents rugby on ITV. Yeah, I've seen it from big.
1: somewhere. So he
0: has him read out yeah, a statement, and then not only do they whilst the football game and saying that they, the bomb will explode at full time, they don't say whether that takes into account stoppage time. Oh, no, they anymore. say the, the they do say the bomb will explode when after the ninety clock minutes. Hits the ninety minute mark. Yeah. Uh, this is twenty eight minutes into the game. The fans have no bloody clue about any of yeah, this. Yeah.
1: And, like, their mobile phone signals are fucked, so they can't yeah. get any messages. Yeah. It's kind of brilliant. But then, they don't give a shit. No. The only people that are annoyed about that are the ones that have an
0: Acheron for the day, you know? Yeah. Uh, but then they shoot Tony Cotty! Gee- Tony Cotty didn't do
1: anything to anyone! To be fair, Tony Cotti agreed to get shot in a film.
0: He was sympathetic to their plight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. And the other
0: guy they shoot as well. It's just a bloodbath. So, Faisal takes the North stand and Dave Bautista, the East stand to try and find the Russian, you know, to try and find Beers Brosnan. And try and find uh, Danny. Oh, shit, I've just given away the twist. Okay, that doesn't matter. Uh, so finally, was that really a twist? Uh, well, uh, could honest, you not have seen it coming? I'll be honest, I didn't, but I wasn't really. Really? I wasn't trying. Pierce Brosnan was doing that. I wasn't trying to engage my brain
1: in any of this. Oh, I thought he Christ. might be a
0: secret, like undercover spy or something. Oh yeah,
1: know. yeah, because yeah, just anyway, just because he's James Bond. Yeah. Fascist.
0: The dickhead is trying it on with the Danny. And he's brought Volker to the... the
1: Yeah, yeah, great security, guys. Well done. You've really searched every member of the fucking... You've got hooligans (laughs) in the fucking away end. And everyone's not being searched properly. You let the
0: front row of... Might as well have had Russian terrorists sewn on their black shirts.
1: I know this is the last (laughs) game of the fucking (laughs) segment, but you've got to really amp up the security, guys. (laughs) Uh,
0: to talk about the security, Ray Stevenson's reviewing the video footage and now he's seen Dave Batista, so he has a face to the name and to the voice. Um, <laughs> the face
1: to the name but he did not know. And <laughs> then he
0: does that whole, uh, get, the, this time they just ripped off Star Trek Into Darkness where Stevenson plays out all the different scenarios to the police chief. Yep. The police chief's like, don't make me medicine you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at this point the, the mum turns up to Upton Park to find out what's going on. Yeah, because she saw um, Tony Cotty being
1: shot on live TV and was mildly concerned. Left the pub open. (laughs) Like leaving Barney alone with a tattoo of Moe's. Oh no, my heart stopped. Ah,
0: there there it goes goes. again. A new agent arrives, So this is Johnson & Johnson. Oh,
1: the American detective bloke.
0: Don't explain what he is. I thought he was going to turn out that he was on the double agent side, but he is just an FBI guy or something. Nope. CIA, whatever.
1: He is an American agent. Yeah. Um, so it's like, you're not in charge anymore. Yeah. I'm in charge. He's he's, he just he's basically dead. fills out the plot to explain exactly yeah. what's happened. Um, although my favourite part about this entire scene is, whilst he's doing that, he also makes himself a hot dog. Yeah. Not just a hot dog, a rollover hot dog, which as everyone knows is the worst. Are those the cinema hot dogs? It's the ones where they get like a baguette, pinch off the end and stuff the sausage and it still pokes out the end. Rollover hot dogs, the worst hot dog.
0: So at this point we realise that the revolutionary Russian leader that we thought was dead, the brother of Ray Stevenson, is alive, he took a plea, he went away... Had had surgery and said to the surgeon, "Make me look like that James Bond." I said, "Very well, sir." And now we have Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan exists in this world, I think. Yeah, he's got a doppelganger rocking around. Well, here's the thing: that was obvious. Well, I just wasn't paying attention. I yeah, I, I mean, uh, I thought I thought
1: he might have been a secret like double agent or something, not necessarily yeah, the it, Russian it, leader. It, it, it felt signposted. I mean, you looked yeah. at the Pierce Brosnan was quite heavily um, advertised before we watched this. Yeah. To the point where I thought he was going to be the chief villain. Which we still think might be the case at this point. But you see the footage at the start of the, the news reports. You see someone who looks not unlike Pierce Brosnan as mm. the leader of this Russian revolution. And he's go. oh, yeah, okay, now, yeah, all right.
0: I wish to look like James Bond wakes up. I meant George Lazenby, not this. <laughs> I want to wear a frilly shirt <laughs> and maybe guilt. Crazy thing, maybe the worst Bond on the Magic Secret Service, maybe the best Bond film. Anyway, Dave Batista traced it back, traced him back to his seats, and found out it about his info and his niece. What? Meanwhile, the niece pushes away the dickhead and beats him
1: up. So the bad men. Then try to lure Danny in when they find yes. out about. Uh, they use Danny. the speakers to tell
0: her to go to a specific gate.
1: Yeah, uh, Batista, using the very best green screen powers he has, yeah. leaps from the roof to try and save her. Meanwhile, a risky penalty box tackle really pays off. Ooh, you, you're running a risk next? with those situations. I know, I know. You've got to time that perfectly. And then, just as it looks like Danny is about to be taken, Batista from the wrestling. Batters the police. He charges. He gives a guy a running clothesline yeah, on the on the pitch side. It always it?
0: feels like when a wrestlers in a movie, if they can, they desperately try to incorporate a wrestling move in there. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like I remember when The Rock did The Mummy Returns. They had him do the they had him do the Rock Bottom in battle. Oh, I mean, I, I wanted him to do the People's Elbow, running from one end of the battlefield to the other. So the Super is forced to set the police on D- Dave Batista, where he hits him with the running clothesline. Yeah, yeah. He's able um, to fight off the police. And him and the niece finally lock eyes. At the moment when Miguel Fernandez scores an equaliser for West oh, Ham. Oh, that
1: classic player, Fernandez. Yeah. You know, that. Uh, that After receiving
0: beater. a pass from Johnny Football. Guy yes.
1: Like. <laughs> from, from Mick
0: Mick Kicks. And the goalkeeper, M- Hans. Mar- Marcus
1: Hans. Hans Hans. <laughs> Hans Handelman. <laughs> Goal stop a lot. <laughs> <laughs> So just as it looks like Danny's about to be pinched, the goal goes in, the fans go wild, and Faisal, out of fucking nowhere, comes along and takes Danny and uh, whisks her away to hide her from the bad bad men.
0: It's half time, and Ray Stevenson kills the superintendent. And it's one Yeah. Dave Easter and the niece reunite and follow Faisal to the turnstiles, where Dave Batista finds the explosives, and the gate is triggered to go off, uh, so when the gates are open, the bomb will explode so no one can get out yep David Batista explains the setup to the SAS who are gonna override on the scene but it turns out the thousands will die but they will get away if they reach a deal and David having as agrees to go and find Pierce Brosnan as long as the niece goes to get, gets to leave mm-hmm. uh, the SAS need Dimitri on the roof in 12 minutes in order to get him and Batista and the girls to escape yep so he's reached a deal with the SAS. He's going to get Piers Brosnan on the roof to save him and save Batista and save his niece, or his niece more than any than Batista. Yeah. But the niece doesn't want him to die saving others. So we're into the second half at this time. Uh, Dave Batista's been spotted and uh, the, uh, the Russian Terry says, Send everyone! And so all the... Bland. And I could have sworn only like four Russian terrorist guys at the stadium in the first place. I don't know where yeah, these guys are all coming from. apparently he has an entire squad. The front row was only like five people. And then there was about seven yeah. paramedics. So David Deister drives off on an ambulance motorcycle and we do a chase scene across the... Where there's loads of West Ham fans just going, you fucking dickhead. And like, Move, you dickhead. Ugh. I don't know why we're giving them South African accents.
1: <laughs> Oi, get out of my way, you fucking knob. Ugh. I've come all the way from Johannesburg to watch a football game and you're fucking ruining it, eh? Huh? Anyway, so
2: this
0: was my note at one point they're driving past a guy who gets orders a hot dog and is charged £9. Oh, I would
1: absolutely kill them. <laughs> they're
0: the true villains of this oh, piece. Oh,
1: yeah. And or more so, it's a rollover hot dog. Yeah. Fuck that guy. <laughs>
0: So yeah, there's loads of people yelling fuck off at each other and two tribes is playing on yeah. the soundtrack. It, it was that the only song that That I was the only song see. that, so they did it twice. Uh, and then we get, a, not only a regular clothesline, we get a fire extinguisher clothesline from Dave Batista at this point. Now Dave Bautista's on the roof. Uh, Faisal meant he had to go down, not up, when he oh, said take the no. stairs.
1: Uh, so Dynamo... Um... Yeah, but to be honest, Batista's on the roof so much, he must be a depressed artist to fire.
0: <laughs> the lady uh, terrorist attack, but it fails. So they're, they're doing a clever thing where the Jonathan Pierce's commentary is syncing up with both the fights going on between Batista and West Ham. Oh. So both Dynamo and the lady terrorist are on the attack. Yeah, West Ham are trying their best to hold them off. And they, they get a chance, but then they're brought down with a tackle and it's a free kick. Meanwhile, Dave Batista considers jumping across stands, and as he does so, West Ham score off the free kick, and Dave Batista very convincingly jumps from one stand to the other. Right,
1: I know a lot of these moments happen when like exciting things happen and the the, the football fans are more focused on the football. But surely, you would notice. You'd hear yeah. a man Crashing above you on the ceiling of a football stadium with a fucking bike. Football fans go apeshit when a cat runs on the pitch. Exactly. You, <laughs> you, oh, you would, you would notice
0: what was going on. David Bautista reaches Pierce Brosnan. Finally,
1: Pierce says, "I'm not missing the game." And Bautista goes, "I'm not fucking asking." Yeah. So. At this point, Batista's voice has gone so low, I can barely understand what he's yeah. saying. To be honest. So uh,
0: Lady Terrace finds Faisal and the niece, pistol whips both of them. (laughs) Faisal has one of those convenient uh, concussions that last minutes and minutes but don't result in permanent brain damage. And he just happens to wake up at a very fortunate time. So uh, Pierce Brosnan likely... Like I was saying, how many days did they get Pierce Brosnan? How much were they getting from Pierce Brosnan? It's like, if you want me to run at a pace faster than six miles per hour... The ra- the rates go up. Yeah. Alright, can you lightly stroll? Yes, I will. Can you stroll at a pace? Yes, I will stroll at a pace. And that's,
1: so they stroll at a pace. Yeah. <laughs> and at this point, Batista's has killed several men. He's yeah. blown apart the stadium. There's driven bikes throughout the place. Fired guns all over the place. And no one seems to have batted a yeah. fucking island. And
0: now there's a shooter, And that was also annoying. Like Sometimes the the stadium, like the the, the concourses and everything are busy when it's the game, is on. Like almost as busy as like, you know, just too busy for during the game.
2: Yeah.
0: But and at other times it's completely blank, empty when they need it to be. It's almost as if it's a movie. <laughs> but they're having a shootout and Davista's got one pistol and they've got machine guns and Piers Brosnan
1: says something funny about that, I think. I was yeah. it's
0: hard to tell. but Brosnan went all in on the
1: accent and Uh, yeah, I noticed that his um Russian was um what's the word? Irish <laughs> So was his English after a while. In
0: hindsight, you watch it back. He's like, "My name's Bond, James Bond." At top of the morning. <laughs> uh,
1: can I get a uh, vodka martini shaken, not stirred? Would you put a little clover in it? For England, James? Not fucking likely. Not after the potato <laughs> famine. <laughs> the English bastards. <laughs> You're in right him, you big sack of shit. How you doing? Ah, <laughs> uh, you, you old bastard. What you got for me now? What does this little thing do now with the with the car? See, if I click that pen three times, does that become a bomb? <laughs> Actually, it does double Ah, Jesus, I was only having you on, but you're fucking serious, ain't you? You'll have a vodka martini.
0: Ah, oh, you will have a vodka martini. Uh, <laughs> ah, go on. <laughs> ah, hello, Miss Money Penny. <laughs> you
1: beautiful baby.
0: Oh, you're a big fucker,
1: aren't you? Oh, I think I'll take on. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah, fucker, Jesus Christ. <laughs> How do you been to that, Russia? It's fucking cold. Yeah. I, th- I, s- I tell you, I met this wonderful lady named Zenya on the top. One of her thighs on her. We should, really she was on a bitch. we should really be saving this for die another day. Oh, we're,
2: we're,
1: that's going in. Uh, I was watching this lovely girl coming out of the, the the river there the other day wearing nothing but orange bikini and I had myself a stiff. You know, there's a car there. What? There's a car! There! There's a car! The car. The a car. No, don't have me on. No, you're fooling me around now. Ah, uh, yeah, you're me on You're making on me look like a clown. <laughs> <laughs> you have me on, I'll have none of it. Ah, <laughs> oh, shoot, there was a car. Yeah, the gunfight, <laughs> so... No, uh, the, Piers the, Brosnan. so the,
0: the, yeah, during the gunfight, uh, Dave Batista Put, put the some C4... Put some C4 explosive on his phone. Rolls the phone into the, the extra leftover terrorist. Shoots it boom massive explosion massive which explosion. again no
1: one back to mind at
0: that no um, <laughs> you know. it's like oh
1: no Dino's been in the gents again I'd leave uh, it for a while <laughs> oh fuck him and his roll over hot dogs what is P- he gonna P- oh mate have a word
0: he's, he's gone into so much debt with those hot dogs <laughs> <laughs> he,
1: he, he buys like seven at a time I don't understand how he gets the money
0: <laughs> they reach the roof uh, at this point, Faisal wakes up and informs Dave Batista over the walkie-talkie that the that Danny's not with him anymore. No, so Dave Batista him. refuses to send Pierce Brosnan up in the helicopter with the FBI agent. The agent tells the SAS to shoot them both. So Dave Batista is able to save Pierce Brosnan before that can happen. And there's a gunfight between the SAS and the, another one of these many Russian
1: terrorists. They're all there. And no guns. one notices. No one notices. No one in the entire stadium has a fucking clue. <laughs> I know football fans can be, you know, one track There's minor. helicopters <laughs> and guns
0: and not one of them fucking notices. Yeah. Blackburn brought a game to a standstill with a chicken. <laughs> so they run away into like another storeroom, one of the many storerooms around West Ham. Yeah. Dave Batista's all angry and takes it out in a locker. And and Pierce Brosnan does his one speech that he was willing to learn, unless he had the Marlon Brando earpiece. Yeah. About chickens, ironically. (laughs) He had a favourite chicken. Loads of chickens got killed. His dad used his favourite chicken as bait to get the fox. The chicken died, but they got the fox as well. So it's all about sacrifice. The theme of this movie, Tom, is sacrifice
1: can I sacrifice by, by that I don't mean the Elton John song I was going to say can <laughs> I sacrifice you so I don't ever have to watch this ever again oh yeah absolutely great
0: David Teeson says
1: that's bollocks <laughs> <laughs> just the the, the the one emotional speech in the entire film fuck that it's
0: yeah just... <laughs> and then he tells of his uh, time in Afghanistan and it was basically his orders that led to his yeah. friend slash brother 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 uh, 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 dying yeah so they're, but they're both on the bridge at this point getting ready for a trade off uh, yeah they, they reach an agreement to make a trade off Pierce Brosnan for the niece it's a fair trade this, yeah a pretty good trade yeah. uh, at this point the niece uh, refuses to go over she's learnt her lesson at some point it's uh, like her, it's every
1: time she needs to do something she's told she always fucks it up she gets a face slashed for it as well oh uh, well she deserves it <laughs> Did you bring it on
0: yourself? (laughs) 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 Told to do it. So they start to do the trade-off. They seem to have ripped off Bridge of Spies at this point. Ah, that I haven't seen. Because there's bright light, so it's obscuring their views. And she realises that it's not Pierce Brosnan that she's trading places with. It's similarly statured and size. <laughs> oh yeah, Dave Batista, the wrestler, Dave Batista. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because Pierce Brosnan, famously being six foot
1: four and two hundred and seventy pounds. Yeah, of just, wrestle. just you know, everyone looks at Pierce Brosnan and thinks Drax the Destroyer. <laughs> so she runs, um, Ray Stevenson
0: tries to shoot, and it's a firefight. Whilst uh, Dave Batista fights Ray Stevenson. David Bautista finally gets his hand on the kill switch that will set off the bombs or blow the whole place up. Uh, Ray Stevenson goes after his hurt hand. So David Bautista has the gun, but Lady Terrorist kicks it away from him. And Ray Stevenson runs away. Dreadlock Lady kicks David Bautista's ass for most of this thing. And he's following the kill switch. That's what he's got his concentration yeah, yeah. on. And eventually ends up riding a banner... That gets some attention from some of the fans. Oh, bands. finally, someone notices running there. you with the football, like the Tarzan show. through the <laughs>
2: ground.
0: <laughs> uh, Pierce Brosnan and Danny run away, uh, run but run into the tech Russian guy who's got his gun to stop them. They Say, aren't you Ray Stevenson with glasses? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> They couldn't afford another actor. <laughs> well, the SAS have taken out all the rest of the Russians, all oh, the, 79 the SAS, of them.
1: The SAS were going fire at well, and no one says
0: w- which ones will. David Tista it- has the kill switch, and Dreadlock's lady has a weird knife. They get into a fight. David Seaster gets stabbed a lot, but he also breaks her arm at one point.
1: Yeah, that was brutal.
0: Blocks a hip toss, classic. <laughs> they both go flying off the stands, and... She gets impaled.
1: Yeah, just by a very fortunately placed Again, l- Batista-like
0: luck on her side. Right, right, right. But then it turns out it's not the kill switch at all. So she killed herself oh, on the, a decoy? There the,
1: the, the wasn't a, a kill switch. There was never a kill switch. It was it was all a hugs mm. Mm. Old blue teaster. Bomb is on a timer and it's going to go off.
0: So Ray Stevenson and Pierce Brosnan get into a hug. Ray Stevenson still believes in the revolution. Oh, here's
1: a question: Why are all the Russians talking to each other in English? Yeah, well, it's a movie. Why didn't notice is
0: Pierce Brosnan, the rest of his body wasn't bothering, but his eyebrows were going into overtime.
1: Oh yeah. Is this Pierce Brosnan or Roger Moore we're watching well, here? Pierce Brosnan, if he's not being paid enough to properly act, he'll only go from like the. Archetype. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> if you want and below the, rest, the eyebrows, the rest the of
1: him is like comatose, <laughs> quadriplegic, and like he can only raise his eyebrows to communicate. That's the bu- the brilliance of a Brosnan. Stevenson tells him to kill Danny to
0: show that he's still in, uh, with the cause. He won't kill the niece because he no longer thinks that there's any pur- purpose to it. But he also won't kill his brother because he loves him. So he shoots himself in
1: the head. Yep. Buddy beardy Brosnan blows a big bowl to the back of his brain with a bullet. Well, that's a wrap for Pierce Brosnan. Thank you, Mr. Bond, I mean, Brosnan, 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 Bond. And we got it all done before his first lunch break.
0: Yay!
1: <laughs> We're still paying him for the full three days. <laughs>
0: oh. Oh. Well. we have to cut
1: back on the CGI budget. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, this, gr- you sure the green screen will look all right? It will look fine. Yeah, no one will notice uh, so yeah um, Oh, did I mention I used to work on uh, Dragon Kingdom yeah so Ray Stevenson in his fury kills himself with glasses <laughs> he's, he's, he's all lost his mind whilst West Hammer clinging on for dear
1: life as uh, Dynamo FC are, sh- are battering them in all sorts. Well, it's a very desperate tie, you know. It's the semi-final. They need to reach the final so that yeah. Dynamo could take their rightful place as <laughs> European champions. <laughs> Dave, Sporting club, bang, need that trophy.
0: Easter is on the... I, I think it'd be a stretch to believe a Europa League final would be an English team against a Russian team at this point. Yeah. Anyway, David Bautista uh, is on the comms with Faisal. Tells him he's about to need, need, need an evacuation of the ground. The fans are having none of it. Yep. No cunts, Well, though. especially
1: seeing as it's still on lockdown, you're going to be hard-pushed yes. to get everyone out.
0: So, Faisal... I think at that point they've unlocked it, though, haven't they? Oh, the, the, uh, no, no, they I haven't, actually. So. Yeah, they're just trying to get away from the seated area. So, Faisal goes, Akbar!" And the fans scatter. Ugh. West Ham and their notorious Islamophobia.
1: Oh, my... Wh- like, why? Why? Why do they need to do any of this? Why? Why? why but the why, only why, one why? that doesn't move... Is the
0: old racist lady from before.
1: The one who was initially worried that he was a... What is the fucking point? What is the fucking point? And then
0: Ray Stevenson appears on the screen. Dave Batista figures out where he is in relation to the shot. In the control room
1: where he was earlier. And he's running across the pitch and now the fans are pissed off. It's like, oh, fuck you, mate. It's the last game, you fucking (laughs) nonce. You fucking, 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 fucking...
0: hear all this and more on West Ham fan TV. (laughs) (laughs) What would you think of the uh, guy running on towards the end of the game? Fucking cunt. I'll go fuck you up in
1: fucking cunt. All right,
0: now listen to that, fucking
1: cunt. I hear you, fucking cunt. Oh, apparently they shot Tony Cotty. Oh, oh, Oh. I miss my Tony. Fucking Tony (laughs) Cotty. Oh, Tony Cotty. Fucking cunt.
0: (laughs) That's the most affectionate fucking cunt he's ever said. Fucking
1: cunt. Oh. Oh. Fucking
0: cunt. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> so Batista's running across the pitch to try and get to him but it's too late! The clock reaches 90. It, the fourth official doesn't even get to raise and show how much added time there is. Oh. The bomb goes off! The gate's also open at this point oh, yeah, uh, so you know, the fans are evacuating the are anyway. at last. Yeah. Uh, Dave Batista sinks to his knees as classical music plays. He's lost another one to yeah. him. But then he realised when he looks at the static image... The Cause, yeah, because the, the screen still The screen closed. has the other screen with the clock behind it, and that clock says 85 minutes. Remember earlier on when they rewound the security footage? Five minutes? Oh, my God. I forgot that was still a thing. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, you have got me even not figuring out the Pierce at the villain. But you can't remember. Anyway, they planted that seed and it... They- Paid off. Tista realizes where he is and starts searching around the ground to try and find him, where there's just people all over the place. Julian Dix trips him up at one point. <laughs> Paolo De has grabbed the ball and is trying to get him. He's trying to find oh, him. No where. Where? But then he finally bumps into Ray Stevenson, who has. Javier been... Hernandez! Javier. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, he bumps into Ray Stevenson, who's got the girl, who's got his niece at gunpoint. He says, Use your head! She headbutts him. Which is what we've done earlier. uh, It's so fucking. I read a screenplay how to guide. Hey, you know, like Chekhov's gun? What I do love though is the Batista, it takes him two headshots to take
1: out Ray Stevenson. Yeah, because Ray Stevenson is the big bastard. Old two bullet Stevenson. Oh, yeah, old bullet dodger. What do they call him now, have they? He dodges bullets. Faisal
0: reassures the old racist. The mum arrives to find out what's going on. What's going on, fucking cunt?
1: The Chief tells Dave Batistas to stay home if West Ham reach the final. I mean, I'm pretty sure the game and pretty much the rest of the tournament is going to be abandoned after the terrorist attacks. And it turns out, Faisal doesn't even like football. And that was final score. Final score, game
0: abandoned. <laughs> Paul's prediction, Dynamo victory. Yeah, you fucking what? <laughs> <up.
1: laughs> fucking <Fighting, laughs> <bad. laughs>
0: So yeah, it's just, it's diehard in the stadium and it's just... It was the wrong era,
1: basically.
0: Oh, bollocks. It's a very mid-90s, low-budget Steven Cigar movie. Paint by fucking numbers, mate. Uh, so that's why I was surprised, because Michael does like it. And actually, at this point, we will intersperse with Michael's thoughts.
3: Okay. My review of Final Score. Loved it. Genuinely loved it. thought it was great. Obviously, I don't like films, and I hate action films most of all, especially like Bond and Bourne and stuff. The ones that take themselves really, really seriously. Cannot stand them. But this was brilliant. It, <laughs> I mean, obviously it was nonsense. Completely not a And pointless. Like, the, the, there's no need for it whatsoever. But really, really fun. It's Batista going around beating people up and killing them. And chopping their fingers off and chucking them in a deep fat fryer. And jumping off Upton Park. And <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Yeah, just, just, just quite an enjoyable watch, really. Um, I don't really know what to say. Uh, one sitting, uh, I did do a big one, big pause, but yeah, one sitting overall. It's no virtual sexuality, obviously, but I liked pretty much everything. Story was dead simple. If the action was good, like I said, I liked. I thought there was some funny bits as well. Um, fingers being chopped up for a deep fryer, funny. Just, 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 honestly, quite enjoyed it. It's not changed my opinion of films. Still hate films, obviously, but. Is this podcast changing me? Maybe I'm becoming more accepting of films now. Um, no, no, that's not that's not happening. Actually, not even in the Bob Woodward universe. Though I like it, I genuinely quite liked it. And uh, actually, I watched another film, I had, like an actual film, uh, last week. Uh, it was on Amazon Prime, and it was on. Um, it just came on after I was watching something else. It was Brooklyn. Really like that. Does that count as British? I know it's Irish, but anyway. So maybe this podcast is changing me after. Two series hmm anyway, uh final score genuinely go check it out. It's complete nonsense you don't have to think about it anything whatsoever, and it's Batista the wrestler jumping off Upton Park and um being Bruce Willis It's really fun uh yeah, very much enjoyed it. i'm going to give it a genuine five out of ten. anyway um hope you guys had a good record and I'll see you uh soon All right, goodbye
0: so Michael's wrong. <laughs> oh, thanks, I for, say, again, it's not, it's thanks not for coming in, to the party, Michael. <laughs> it's not in the worst category of the stuff we watched this year. Oh God, we watched. But it's watched... just bland. It's yeah. bland. It's nothing. It's it's very much. You get a film of this caliber out. Like five of them probably come out on DVD every week. Yeah, it's it's end of the as the charts fodder. Yeah, it's and it just didn't. And it had that fun concept that we were like we could do something with this. Bloody west of an action film taking place at Upton Park. They don't take any real advantage and of it's, that. It's
1: not like Upton Park is being used for anything now, is no. it?
0: No. Well, the, uh, the whole reason they did it was they filmed it in the days before it was being destroyed. Yeah. So that was like... so Could you not have tied
2: up the actual They some of the
0: building being destroyed was shown in the film, but I couldn't recognise any of that. Unless it was like the bomb towards Maybe. the... The end. Yeah, but I don't recall. I'd have to rewatch it, which I'm not going to bother to do. No, it's not awful. Like David Teas is fine. David Teas is a good action star. The fight scene in the kitchen was good. Like that's say something nice. The the fight scene in the kitchen was well done. Yeah, David Teas is a perfectly adequate lead man, but he's better than this, to be honest. Um, this isn't weirdly the right utilization of his skills. And he says in the making lot basically, I would not have done this film when I was starting out in acting, but now that I've Got a bit established, then I'm happy to try and do these sort of things, you know. Yeah. Well, but I hope that this is not what he's relegated to when Drax the Destroyer disappears exactly. back to Guardians Three. or whatever. Yeah.
1: Well, when I was looking through uh, the IMDb page of this of this film, uh, the suggested movies that I should watch on t- after this were all uh, Dave Batista action.
0: Yeah. Action. He did like he did
1: Escape Plan Two, didn't he? And three. There's a three. Yep, yeah, with Curtis Jackson, Fifty Cent. Curtis Jackson, 50 cents. Curtis <laughs> Jackson, 50 cents. That's his name, and that's how he'll forever be remembered. Um, then, I hope uh, he doesn't get stuck on that stuff. He's better than that. And then, uh, like, oh, Stuba or something like that, or whatever. Stuber was
0: okay. I,
1: did, I didn't I did really give a shit. I mean, he, there's... The one that's advertised at the moment, uh, as, as we're recording, uh, My Spy, which is one where he's... I wonder, how did that get out of the cinema? You know? Uh,
0: but, but that's very, that's very, you know, kindergarten cop, the pacifier. But yeah. that sort of action hero isn't really popular anymore, and I don't think it's what Batista's best at. Like I was saying, I think these things, like the stuff he does in Blade Runner, the, the stuff sort of nuanced call, stuff, nuanced. Like there's, like I said, the, the, like you say, the gentle giant. I think mm. there's something more in that, that. There's a sensitivity underneath there, and the, he does exploit. Like I said, like he's a decent performance. When he's crying at several points in the film, it's believable crying, you know. I think if you were to give him something, an interesting version, have him be a a new, like, if you were to remake it, Rambo. Or, I think he'd be a great choice for um, Jack Reacher for the Amazon TV series. Oh,
1: that would be great, seeing as Tom Cruise is not fucking Jack Reacher.
0: As Jack Reacher, I've never read any of the books. I do want to see it because the guy who wrote it is a Villa fan and he keeps sprinkling in Villa references. Like one of the villains in one of them is Milosevic.
2: Yeah.
1: And there's like
0: a Dwight York. And there's all
1: sorts <laughs> of like that. Oh, Mr. Melberg,
0: I've been expecting you. Yeah, I, I want I want something more. F- I, I want Batista to, to be given more. And they try it, but like I said, the, the screenplay is so painful. I was but, three writers, of which two of the
1: credited writers are the Lynch brothers. But like you say, he's been in Blade Runner 2049. He's going to be in... June. In June... He's, he's making some seriously good choices yeah with who he associates but it with. seems
0: like this is I think he's someone that likes to work I think it's probably because he's used to working 300 days a year you know yeah. before then so he, Samuel L. Jackson's kind of guilty of it as well you'll see him pop up in weird random but mm. Dave there's no Samuel L. Jackson I can see the roles sort of drying up and him being stuck with this sort of thing and it, that's fine. You can make a living off of it and it'll oh be fun. God, and if he gets the him. right, if he finds the right director, like, so maybe every once in a while, it'll, it'll be like Nick Cage. Every once in a while, it'll, it'll find the right place and the right person. Yeah. Yeah. But I just, um, it, like, the action, the action scenes are fine, but nothing spectacular. The, the kitchen scene, like the kitchen you say, scene was well the,
1: choreographed. The the, uh, but not it, uh,
0: even weirdly, like, the motorbike race around this ground is not that great. I think maybe because of the limitations of Upton Park itself. And plus,
1: you can very clearly see, like, the scenes that were, yeah. you know, filmed on location. The green screen is atrocious. It, it's it's really difficult to look past that. Yeah. I
0: mean. yeah for a film made in 2018, I think. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's it's fine, like you can pass it on in the oh, you can have it on in the background. If you are you you're gonna rewatch it with director's commentary. <laughs> yeah, if you're Mike, you Mike,
1: you're gonna list this as like the, the, the
0: reason I got you into filmmaking. Um But is it any sex you will have to tell us what they'll have told you whether or not it's any sexual virtual yeah. sexuality. <laughs> but um that's that's what I was saying. Something nice, Batista's good and how I would improve it, play up to more of the gimmick, you yeah. know, play up to the fact that it's on a football ground, play up to you know, it being in Upton Park, have it be more of a... They should play into the West Haminess of it, weirdly. He should be encountering eccentric West Ham fans. Yeah, and, like, you know, give people like... Faisal, Corden... Faisal is very poor comic relief in this film. Yeah,
1: give, give like, famous West Ham fans a nod. Like, have yeah. oh, look, here comes, you know, Trevor... What's his name? I don't, oh, you mean legendary players, or...? Yeah, right like, some legendary players and some legendary fans. So, like... Russell oh, Brand. Yeah, Russell Brand fucking... James Corden, whatever. Who's the bloke from um
0: really, really tall comedian? Uh does a uh, murder in Successville.
1: Oh, Tom, what's his
0: name? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, a big yeah. West Ham fan. Is a West
1: Ham fan. Yeah.
0: No. He could have done something. I would have had him in the Faisal role, oh, maybe. Well like, uh, not as Faisal.
1: Maybe him and Faisal as like yeah, a yeah, double. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah.
0: Faisal I'm surprised they didn't go for a comedian, like they just went for an actor. I who I don't think is particularly known for comedic
1: roles uh no i've seen him with a few comedic roles a, okay um, maybe i the guy who plays well, i've seen him in it was about squatters oh, was, few... that, was
0: that the thing with um phoebe wallbridge that was the one mm. crashing
1: that crashing oh, that okay. was it uh he's been in a few comedic right. roles in i the could
0: tell film. he's an all right actor i just don't think he was given much to work with i wonder if they were like improvise i'm, like, I'm not I'm yeah improvising. i think they were looking for some sort of like Rowan atkinson type yeah movie, it just that. wasn't there and and like I said, that was the ones that are so blatantly the diehard things where there's such a clear and like you know Ray Stevenson. I'm sure he's a, he could do it. Well, maybe I don't know how many people could do a Hans Gruber, but he he ain't Hans Gruber. You
1: know? No, God no. And they
0: didn't even do it. And the cool thing about Hans Gruber was that he wasn't actually really an ideological terrorist. He was just an opportunistic. You know. Yeah. And there's, Plus there's no, Alan Rickman's one of you the you greatest
1: know, actors that ever lived.
0: There's no real fun dialogue in this. It's just nothing. You know. Exactly. There's no, there's no
1: standout. It's just your buy the numbers direct yeah. to DVD action film. Exactly. It's it's £3, £3 to £5 bargain bucket fodder. And three five is a
0: stretch. That's almost as bad as a £9 hot dog. Or when it comes out it's £5. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. When it comes out it's on sale. And then like, three weeks
1: later <laughs> you get a free DVD with your purchases. Yeah. No thank you. Yeah. <laughs> we'll pay you. We'll pay you to take this off our
0: hands. So that was our review of that and now for Hey, you!
2: Don't watch that. Watch this.
0: I was saying there's not that much in the way of great football films out there. You suggested Green Street because of the West Ham link, but I wasn't sure it was actually a good film. You said it was I mean, better. It's than a this. better film, but a good film about football, or at least I remember it being a good film. or At the very least, a film with a great performance in it
1: is The Damned United. Yeah, I really enjoyed The Damned United. Michael Sheen, brilliant as Brian Clough.
0: I'm wondering if it's Tom Hooper's best film. It's between that and The King's Speech.
1: I would, I would rate that over The King's Speech, to be honest. Yeah, but that's just me. But then on top of that, I'd also say that uh, Colm Meaney, um, yes, as the Don as Revy, Don Brevy. yeah, he does really well playing him as well. Yeah, and the, the recreation of their famous. Uh, yeah, and um, yeah, Stephen, what's his name, playing uh, Stephen Graham. Stephen Graham playing Brumner, fucking yeah. brilliant. Yeah, it's you just... really get the, you really get the sense that they hate it. And you, like, yeah. The whole vibe oh, and sort brilliant. of nasty seventies masculine culture yeah. of football. The at only that thing time. that threw me off was Timothy Small playing Peter Taylor. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, looks nothing like him, but okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing about Michael Sheen was he actually had trials for Arsenal. I think when he was young. Yeah, he was
1: a great footballer when yeah. he was young. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he did soccer aid a few times. Yeah, yeah, he? he's 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 very keen with that. I think there's a he's he's always been very uh, passionate about. To
0: be it. honest, the film is a lot more of a light-hearted thing. Because I also read the book, and the book is a lot darker. Yeah, a lot nastier. Well,
1: the family, Clough's family, said they 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 weren't happy with the film because of, of the amount that it had to change mm. and the amount that they had to manipulate for dramatic. Yeah, effect. that's for cinema, isn't it? Yeah, but I don't but know. again, it's it's a great British film that was made. It's, it's a good British film. I don't saw. know if it's a great British film. But I, 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 it's a great it
0: performance, out. I'll say that. It's a great performance in a film. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'd uh, need to rewatch it to know whether I thought it was that good of a Because Tom Hooper's such an odd director. He like, makes mm. such odd choices. I'll have to rewatch it and see the what The oddest being? Cats. <laughs> 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 that's a, that's yeah. not actually. Our Dwud is a film directed by someone who also directed a film that we covered in this. That's not. It's not a that... I don't know if it's the first, but it's definitely not common. But anyway, that has yeah. been Bob, our penultimate movie. For our final movie, we uncovered a Shit. gem. What are uh, we doing next,
1: Tom? I uh, can't even remember the title. Uh, what was it it is Zombie Women of, of Satan? Satan. Yeah, fucking beyond B movie. This is C movie, and it's C standing for Seymour. <laughs> <C-more, mate>. <laughs> oh, we just it's...
0: watched the trailer, and then I was just I just suggested it after listening to Seymour Mace talk about it in a real Yeah. And you would... Uh, Mike in particular was like, I'm all over this. Yeah, I... No, that was me. Oh, was it you, sorry? I was
1: like, yeah, I'm 100% down to do this. It looks terrible. Definitely. And then when
0: I found a, the, the video of it and you, you, uh, I just went to a, a random moment and it was a, a little person with a Geordie accent farting in the woods. And uh, saying yes. So that's what we've got to look forward to. It's not. It's not certainly not final score. But if you want to get in touch with us about our final score for Final Score,
1: how can you do that, Tom? You can get in touch with me, Mr. Tom Hodkinson, over at, at Tom Hodkinson. Uh, that works for Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. And if you've got to spell Tom, put it T H O M because I'm a pretentious cunt. <laughs> if you want to follow the double act I'm part of with uh, the very absent Michael Bell, you can uh, find me at the Kamikaze Club on Twitter, Kamikaze Club on Facebook. Or if you want to send us an email, kamikazeclubhq at gmail.com. Michael's
0: Instagram is moon on a stick. I don't know about his other stuff, but if oh, you, look, just, for him, yeah. you know, look for Michael Bell on the on the social medias, you'll find him. If you want to find me, it's Lorcan Mullen, L-O-R-C-A-N-M-U-L-L-A for athletic. N for no athleticism in this room. That's my Twitter handle, Instagram, Facebook, Letterboxd. If you want to get in touch with me via email, it's LorcanMullen at gmail.com. I also have a pro wrestling podcast. We haven't discussed Dave Batista much lately because we did a whole year of watching matches rated five stars or higher by Dave Meltzer. And weirdly, the Venn diagram of Dave Batista matches and Dave Meltzer five-star matches don't cross over.
2: <laughs> but uh, that's
0: Let Me Tell You Something. Uh, you can get in touch with the show. It's Boab Pod at on Twitter and Facebook and it's podcast at gmail.com. But there's nothing left to say except that we just made fun of a load of people that went and made a film, choreographed fight scenes, organised uh, intricate issues with involving uh, a crumbling stadium, and also had... Got Pierce Brosnan for an afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> this week, I read a third book of a fantasy novel series, of which there are 14, and I plan to read all of them, over the course of the next few months, someone has asked me, "Am I going to... Am I enjoying it?" And I honestly couldn't answer it. And he said, "You're dedicating a 70th of your life to this," and I got very sad. Wow. Though, how he knows for certain, I'm going to die when I reach 70 is worrying and no itself. Bye. Bye!
2: <laughs> I can't. Oh, yeah. versus FC football club.